Welcome back. It is the Motown Rundown, your home for all things Detroit sports. We are running behind schedule with our episodes, and we are also on a time crunch. So uh, rocking a hard place for us today here, but it's good to have the boys back. We have some news to talk about today. Um, first things first, Ryan Collins, Trent Bailey, how are you guys? Good to see your faces. Good, but what's it called? I, I think we should say this in the beginning of the show. I think TB mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Maybe we should start moving our recording to Wednesday as like the Pistons and Wings. So we kind of get more news than just like the week. You know what I mean? Something sure. we talk about. Yeah. Later but, in I, the week. You know, at least later in the week. We can just say that tentatively. But th- this episode's long overdue. So we apologize to our people. We haven't even talked about Matthew Stafford. And that's going to be the. Big I know. The people are dying. They're craving yeah. this content. Yeah. 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 Like, like Brock. Has Brock DM'd you, Rabs? Has no, he- I'm surprised he didn't come over the top with like a death threat or a ransom note yet because the episode's <laughs> not out. Yeah. We're trying our best. People have been busy. Trent, you were uh, you were in Cleveland, got to see some live sports. Uh, must be nice, dude, to see the uh, what we got to see LeBron and the Lakers against the Cavs, and then the Pistons lose to the Cavs. How was that? How was it? How what was it like? Was it like a cathartic experience for you to be uh, be in a building to watch live sports and live your dude, life again? It was it was pretty incredible because even when I cover Michigan State basketball here, it's like there's no fans, there's no atmosphere. It's like you're just kind of watching it on TV almost. Like yeah, it's in front of you, but there's no extra element or extra layer. So it was great. Shout out to my buddy, Andrew. He has the season tickets. He was like, hey, do you want to go see LeBron, which I've never done. Huge LeBron fan. Uh, and then, Really? Yeah, that's like the number one thing on my bucket list. So I got You've never seen off. the guy play live. Never really? Seen LeBron play live. So we were, we were literally in the sixth row. I don't know if you guys saw my Snapchat story, but it was like right yes. there. You could hear him talking. It, it was, I was fanboying the whole time. Were you emotional? Was, great. was I emotional? <laughs> A little bit, not going to lie. But it was it was great, and then for him to drop forty six and twenty one in the second half, it was twenty one in the fourth quarter. Excuse me, it's pretty great. He had his best three point shooting game since Miami, so he balled. And I was there to see it, and it was fantastic. And then the Pistons game, we were kind of up in like a box, and that was more fun. I was just you know there was like bottomless food and stuff like that, so you're oh, more yeah. focused on that. What I would do, what I would oh, do. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was a little bit different of an experience. Obviously, that's my team, so I'm a little more into it, like, for the team. You know, LeBron is playing the Cavs. I was kind of rooting for the Cavs to win because my buddy brought me there. I'm wearing Cavs gear, whatever. It was fun. What jersey did you end up wearing, TB? I I wore LeBron. He told me that JR and Tristan probably weren't great ideas, so I was like, okay, whatever. Why? Because they both left on bad terms, kind of. Huh. I don't know. Whatever. Thanks for asking, though. Rabs, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Happy to be alive. I'm currently eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I need, you know, it's it's been a while since I've had a peanut butter and jelly. Every now and then, you got to get one in you. You know what I mean? Yeah, not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. Uh, of course you're not. But <laughs> I prefer really eating things are good. grilled cheese. Are good. Food. Shut up, Brody. Oh, I saw your Snapchat as you were walking up the steps to the calf, Collins. Just stay away from that was a what great cap. There's nothing better. That was a great caption, Colin. Stairway to So wait, how how are they how are they doing the calf now? Because because towards the end of my days at Michigan State, it was literally you would show up there, it was like mini society, and you would go from table to table and like grab a rice krispie treat and grab like a like a loose piece of chicken that was just laying on the table and you like throw it into a bag and you run out. You They're can like, still you, you can still eat there, like temporarily, I think, but uh 
it's like the same thing, Ravs, when we got all those to-go boxes. So I go, I walk out of there with six or seven boxes every time. Just. Oh, yeah. I forgot we did that. That was a great day. That was a great day. I love, I love the calf. I love it. When I, when I like send my heartfelt like Instagram, no, I'm like, man, thank you, Impact. Uh, like, love Michigan State. <laughs> I, I'm going to miss this place. But first off and foremost, not God. I want to thank the cafeteria. Yeah, the Sni-Fi. I'd like to thank the Sni-Fi pub menu. <laughs> Say thank you, Latitudes at Snifi, for getting me through a lot of dark times. Thank you for the pierogies. Thank you for the General Shower's <laughs> chicken. Thank you for the grilled chicken at Brimstone. Thank you for everything. And, and most of all, thank you, Case Pizza. Thank you. Yeah, but you're not leaving yeah, yet. Case so don't, don't, don't make me sob on the podcast yet. We're not doing this. Before we uh before we get rolling into the to the big stuff today, we do have our first uh I needed my first Ryan Collins uh, Michigan State basketball corner in about three weeks. That was a tough, tough, tough game to watch. Thirty, what is it or thirty-seven points and me like an idiot, of course. If you're going to gamble, gamble responsibly, 21 and older. I was like, I love Michigan Bad State going into halftime. I love Michigan State going into halftime as a live dog. Let's And I just – it never got better. So, what, what do we have? What's your – what is your uh, synopsis of the game, Collins? Because I have no answers. a moron. Oh, come on. He's a Legit nice moron. Did you watch – you watch the game, Ravs, right? Watch the whole game, correct, yes. It, was there I watched any, the wings get shelled. Was there any reason why Thomas Kithier and Joey Hauser were out there to start that? Second half. Uh, no. Big fat zero. The fact that Bam and Malik Hall insert the second half, I just don't get that. Like, you're just a bad you're, – you're putting your team at a disservice. Like, he – they don't know what they're doing with Joey Hauser either. And we're talk, like, we'll probably talk about this a lot more in green and white. Hopefully Trent's able to go for that. But, like, I, like, I just don't understand, like, what Izzo is doing with his rotations. Like, stop playing 12 guys. Like, just, like, figure it out. Like, I, I don't need to see Maddie Suzoko minutes. I don't need to see, like, you can, like, Kithier has his games. He's a role player. He's not a guy who needs minutes. Like, he needs to play through, like, rough patches. If he's playing bad, get him out of the game. Like, I can get it with Hauser. Like, immediately having Hauser on Miles Johnson. You didn't think that was going to be a problem literally after Travion Williams took Hauser's lunch? Like, what, like... Just moronic. I mean, you could watch this team for 10 minutes, and I could have done a better job than Izzo did last night. Wow. He was horrible. <laughs> he was horrible, point blank. He's a nice guy. Kind of some slack. Uh, no, all he's, right. I mean, he, they, knowing Izzo and just how – they'll figure it out and somehow make the tournament because he's just that good of a coach. But, like, dude, I, I just don't understand the last two games. I, I think he's lost them the last two games, personally. I think they were a win last night, but they were, like – they were competing in spite of Tom Izzo in the first half, and then well, like, listen, they're they're dealing with a lot of shit right now too, though. Like they yeah, haven't, they haven't that, practiced as a full team in twenty days. I get that, but like that, like I get the offense looking bad. I do get that. Like yeah, I'll, I'll cut them some slack there. The defensive and just like lack of compete to start that game, like That's after fair. a twenty day layoff, like come on, right? Like if anything, you should have your legs already to play some. Defense. Yeah, like it was ridiculous. I don't know, whatever. I hear you. All right. Well, let's do the big stuff today. I do want to preface this by saying our dear friend Trent Ballet is a bit under the weather. So, Trent, this is a tough episode for you to not be at 100% because I know that you'd probably be crying and not running down your nose. And I only told you guys about that 
because of one, my appearance right now is not great. Two, look good. In case I do seize up and start coughing uncontrollably, I'm probably gonna mute myself. And I'm gonna need you guys to come in and save me. But I'm doing all right. I do not have COVID nineteen for our listeners. I don't. Good. I'm safe. But I, I just I'm dealing with a, a little infection in the throat. TMI. But oh, I'm God. I'm good. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> I will be 100%. I will be 100%. First of, all, first of all, ground rules before we start talking. If oh, we no. yell at each other, it's all right. Like This is, this <laughs> is a safe place. Yes. We all love each other. This is Let's always a safe place. We all love each other at the end of the day. How yeah. is this a great point? Because I think too often, if you don't – we see each other's faces, and pe- people who listen to it don't. And I think they just – they think we're screaming, like, angry at each other. That's, like, never the case. Eh, there's sometimes when you tell me that Kenny Dollar is worse than Marvin Jones. Yeah. That, I, that's I, fair. That's fair. That's fair. But that's usually the, right. the tone of voice isn't always coherent with the way we're actually like meaning things to come off. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess for today's episode, as we said, we are a bit short on time and we know that this is something that needs to be talked about. Um, we are going to dedicate this episode to our Lord and Savior, Matthew Stafford. Nine. Um, yeah. Number nine. Thank you. Nine. That'll be the title of this episode. I just thought of it. Thank you guys. Um, but yes, obviously um, we are recording this on, what is it? Friday, the 29th of January. I believe that this news broke on Saturday of last weekend. And I know that because me and my buddy were pulling into Greek town so I could deliver my sweatshirt to Rico Bosco. That's a story for another time. Rider um, Nation. Yes. Rider Nation. Nova is Rider Nation. Um, but I was looking at my group chat that I had with a bunch of my buddies and I got a string of texts from one guy in the group. He said, Ryan, do not look at Twitter. Do not look at Twitter. Do not look at Twitter. So naturally I look at Twitter and that's when I saw the report. I don't know who it was from um, that essentially just said that the Lions and Matthew Stafford have agreed to part ways um, that essentially barring some unforeseen circumstance or, or who knows what could happen in the world that we live in. But um, our, our questions have been answered for us on this podcast, for Lions fans, for uh, those who tune into the NFL, that it sounds like Matthew Stafford will not be the starting quarterback for your Detroit Lions um, anymore. So whatever game we watched him in week 17 um, was, in fact, his last game with the Lions. So before we get into, I mean, there's a lot of things to talk about, right? I mean, number one, we can talk about trade destinations, the return that you were expecting for Stafford, uh, who you want to see at the quarterback position next year, all those things that we can talk about. But I would say, number one, I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions on when the news broke, what was the initial reaction? Because I can, I can tell you for myself, I was devastated, like heartbroken. And I got, I got into this mindset of thinking about the future of the Lions without Matthew Stafford. And even to this day, as I sit here a week removed from this kind of shell shock, I, there's a part of me that's like not interested in watching the Lions, if that makes sense. Because for all, pretty much all of my lifetime of being an active, coherent fan of the lions and not just the guy that paints his face as a kid and you go and you got cotton candy all over your face in the 300 section of Ford field, Matthew Stafford has been the lions. Like, yeah, you bring along Megatron, but I think other than Calvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford is the Detroit lions, at least for my lifetime. And he's far none, the best quarterback, maybe, I mean, not maybe he is one of the best players that you have had play for your franchise in its entirety. So 
to to look at the future without Matthew Stafford to me and knowing that there's these changes coming and you have a new coaching staff. And we talked about before the culture needs to change. And I've said on this podcast that the culture starts and ends with Matthew Stafford. Like that's, he's been here the longest. He's, he's a leader in the locker room. And, and he, that was one of my appeals as to like, this guy needs to stick around here to see this coaching change through because he is the lions. And so now I look at this team in the future for me, as I hear this news come out and I'm just thinking like, I don't even know if I have any interest in watching this team anymore because of how emotionally attached I am to Matthew Stafford. And I get it. Maybe you're looking at me like you're a fanboy, you're a loser. And of course I'll always love the lions. I always root for the lions. And that being said, I will also always root for Matthew Stafford because he is my favorite NFL player ever. So it was just crushing, man. It, It was for me. It was crushing to read that because all this uncertainty was around the team with the coaching staff. And then of course you have to look at Stafford and is he going to move on? What is he going to want to do? And it it sucks. It just sucks to think that he's not going to be the quarterback of this team anymore, because it's kind of like, I look at him like JV, like, like you want the Tigers to win with JV. You wanted it to be him. He was the guy that was going to have to raise the trophy if the Tigers were ever going to do it. And I look at the Lions the same way. And there's this part of me that's like, I almost hope they stink without him because he he was the one. He was the one that was supposed to be the guy raising the trophy for this team. It was all supposed to work out with this new coaching staff. And that's just not the case. So with I, I, that, I guess that I will – I will end my my whole spiel about my feelings about Matthew Stafford. I mean, I I can't thank the guy enough for his time here. I mean, it, it was one of the hardest. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of the one of the hardest jobs in the NFL, let alone in the world, to be the quarterback of the Lions. And every single week, this guy's got to deal with the media, people going and, and people, you know, criticizing him for this and that, and he's not a winner, and he's this and whatever. I don't care to read the stats for you guys. He should be a Hall of Famer. I, I hope that this guy goes out oh, and wins okay, the Super Bowl relax. wherever he goes. Let's I, I'm going to be for the rest of if my life. I will Super dedicate Bowl somewhere, myself. If he wins a Super Bowl, somewhere, yeah, but that's a, he hasn't won a playoff game yet. Let's just relax. All right, right. Well, I'm, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be like our dads probably are with Lou Whitaker. I'm just going to lobby for Matthew Stafford being in the Hall of Fame for the rest of my life. So, uh, yeah, tough, tough, tough news to to swallow. Uh, but I and my my final my final words here. I was initially disgusted because it it came off as like the Lions, we're just going to trade them and move on. But I at least have some sort of peace knowing that it sounds like Matthew Stafford had, whether it was 50% or 60% or more, it came from him that he was like, guys, like, I I get what you're trying to do here. I I get you're bringing in a new staff, whatever, but I have to just let you guys know I want a fresh start. Like, it's been great. I want out. At least knowing that it came from him, that he was the one that made the call that was like, I got to do what's best for me and my career and my family. I don't care to go through this entire rebuild again. And if it sucks for two years and then you guys bounce me afterwards, like, I want to go out on my own terms. I'm going to go play somewhere else. Thanks. Like, that That at least gives me some peace. So, with that, I'll get off my soapbox. Whoever wants to go, Go ahead. Well, the first thing you think of is like, oh, Matthew Stafford in trade talks with like San Francisco, and you're like, oh. And then Rabs, you're right. And then it was like they like it came out as a like, mutually agreement, whatever. Which I mean, good for Stafford. I, I it's kind of just like, get me the fuck out of here. 
Like I, I mean, like yeah, it's like I, I'm tired of this. Like you say, I he definitely has like a soft spot for Detroit. It's not like he's like it's not like Kelvin. He's leaving in disgrace and stuff. Not disgrace, but like he hates the franchise. Basically, it's not like that. But he's just like, I don't want to do another rebuild. But um, first thing I thought of when I was just like Stafford Mushadri. First word, fuck. Just like immediately, just like fuck, dude. Yeah, because like, now really, it's real. Now it's yeah, real. Yeah, and the thing about it, it's. I'll say this. It's the right move for the future. Just at the Sanson of this, like, at the standpoint of where this roster is and the asset that Matthew Stafford is. Because he's literally, him and Galladay are basically their only assets right now. And maybe Swift. But, like, it's just a kick in the chest. And it was funny. My buddy Ben was, he had a few pops. And he just kept on FaceTiming. And he FaceTimed, I think, everyone who was a Lions fan and said, how you doing today? <laughs> Because it was just like, it was like a culmination of like twelve years of like, wow, they really couldn't put like a decent team. Like they had 2014 is the exception because I think that team actually could have won a couple playoff games if they don't get screwed in Dallas. But like, it's this like we couldn't win with this guy, like we couldn't do it. That's the kick in the nuts. That's that's the kick in the nuts. Like you couldn't win with Stafford. And, and, and you hear everyone say, like, oh, the th- why is the third of the lead want to trade for Matthew Stafford? Because he's good. Like, that. that's why. He's a, like, he's a top 10 quarterback. And, and, and you can, like, argue that all you want. He's, like, probably 10 or, like, 8 on that list. I don't, I don't, we're not going to do that today. But it just, it's just, like, really? We couldn't have been uh, – this is how – like, and it really just is like, wow, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, thank you just wasted the last three years of the Detroit Lions spending all this money on players who were not productive and did not do their job and basically ran your best quarterback in franchise history out. And the thing that sucks is I think every single Detroit Lion fan knows wherever he goes, he's going to win. Yep. Because if you give him, like, I think, I don't know if the Lions are like giving us pick of the litter. If he ends up in San Francisco, that, that's a 12 and 14. They're going to be a problem. That's yeah. 100% where I want him to go to. I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that later. But but you know what I'm saying? That's why I think it sucks so much because, like Rab said with Verlander, it's like you know he's going to win wherever he goes. Like when Verlander, Verlander had like a couple down years, but like if you watch Verlander, you're like he just needs a change of scenery. Like the stuff is there. It's just like I, it, it just feels like he doesn't want to be there. So I don't know. It sucks. I hate it. I hate the Lions. Yeah, this is this me is too, very, dude. Me too. This news, <laughs> as it was now about a week ago when this broke, it broke me. It ruined my day. And let me let me just say this, guys. And this is nothing out of the ordinary. If you're a diehard Lions fan, I I don't think it was right, wrong, or indifferent. Because I'll say this: I I, I was, was right, like uh, from well, a well, I just franchise want, standpoint. Well, I okay. So I want to explain what I mean by that because. All along this whole ride, I've been 100% keep Stafford, right? Keep Stafford, keep Stafford, keep Stafford, keep Marvin Jones, run it back on offense. I, I've just been that vocal about it because I think that's what you should do. At the same time, if you're going to make this move, now is the time to do it. You've got a brand-new head coach. You basically have a new owner because, Sheila, this is only your second season. And then you've got Chris Spielman in the front office and an entire new coaching staff and a great group of guys in the front office alongside Brad Holmes. So. I, I, I had never been more 50-50 on it until it happened. But let me tell you, that doesn't soften the blow at all. It was a oh, kick in the sucks. nuts. It still sucked. 
and it, it was it was terrible. And 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 look, if if anyone's listening to this and they're wondering, like, okay, Matthew Stafford, yeah, never won a playoff game. He's only made one Pro Bowl. Uh, I don't think he's ever been an All Pro. Like, shut up, okay? Because because you don't get it unless you watch this team. Like, it's only understandable if you watch this team for the last twelve years. Rabs, you're exactly right. This is all I know as a diehard Lions fan, as a season ticket holder, as a member of this podcast that we have not missed an episode in three years. We love Matthew Stafford because he's the only he's the only ever reason the Lions are in a game and that that that, that is like that is true 95 percent of the time and and those days are just going to be gone and it sucks and you look back and I wanted to maybe do a segment with you guys and your top Matthew Stafford moments you know for me a lot of things come to mind there's the obvious the Browns game where he separated his shoulder and threw a game-winning touchdown the 2014, after the flag got picked up, he runs over to the ref and says, that's home cooking and you know it, and he's freaking out. And, and the 2016 season with, like, all those comeback wins, the cardiac cats, it's just so fun. He was your leader, and, and, and he's my greatest Detroit Lion of all time. I know if I grew up in the 90s, I would think it's Barry. But I absolutely think he meant more to this franchise than Calvin Johnson. I can say that comfortably after both of their careers – have ended in this city. And, and, and look, again, give me the playoff win talk, the Pro Bowl talk, the All-Pro talk, whatever you want to say. I don't care if you watch him play, which finally the national media will do this next season, no matter where he's at, because it will just be a storyline. They finally will talk about him a little more, and he will be the exact same quarterback, the exact same quarterback, and he will win because he will have competent coaching. He will have competent defense. He will have competent organization around him. And that leads me to say this, guys, I hope to God he goes to San Francisco and they win a Super Bowl. I really – like that That to me seems like the most likely thing. Not big on the Colts thing. Just I don't want him to win a Super Bowl, guys. I'm sorry. What, why? It's just, I, 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 was, I thought – I talked about this like a couple weeks ago. I wanted Verlander to win this, like a World Series. I was like, yeah, this, that would be cool. And then I watched Scherzer, Verlander, and Annabelle Sanchez win them. And they're like crying. They're like, we finally did it and stuff like that. And it just – rips my heart outside of my body and makes me want to piss on it i hate it i hate it i hate it i hate it i can't see that with stafford that would be like three times worse maybe well that that's Collins. i can see that i can see that and i think i'd feel that i'd feel that way about pretty much any ex-player there's just something different about stafford for me and i don't know what it is because i know i've even said that in the past too Collins. i'm like yeah people say if you love something set it free and I'm like, that's bullshit. Cause that when you're the when you're when you're the worst yeah, fan. franchise team to win. Yeah, when you're the worst franchise of all time in the history of football, and 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 you got something like Stafford, you don't just let him go. You don't do that. So if there is one silver lining, I want to leave everyone with this. This has to. I'm, I'm not going to say excite you, but it's okay. It's okay now to officially take a deep breath. Close this chapter that we were all dreading. We all saw it coming. We just didn't know. It was a matter not if, when. And it finally happened, and it, it hasn't officially happened yet. He's not gone. He's still technically a member of your Detroit Lions. But it's just he's not going to be on the team next season. And now you can really look at the draft, which is coming up here in a couple months, and you can get excited about your Zach Wilsons or your Justin Fields because the Lions are 1,000% going to pick a quarterback. It's going to happen. They're not going to sign – some like flyer on Mitchell Trubisky or Cam Newton or some bullshit. That's not happening. They're picking a quarterback. This is the deepest quarterback draft. 
you know, even Trey Lance, you've heard his name thrown around. And we can get into that stuff later. But if you guys have any more thoughts on Stafford, let's just do that now. Well, I would just say, Trent, to, to your point that you kind of alluded to with, with closing the book, now to me, the Lions like no longer have an identity, if that makes sense. And I know their identity is kind of like the lovable losers. And if you're from here, like you hate how much pain they put you through. But Matthew Stafford, and, and that's kind of the thing, is like Matthew Stafford was like the last infinity stone that like had to disappear for this whole thing to reset. You know what I mean? So because there was now you're bringing in Dan Campbell and you can sort of usher in this new culture that he's going to try. Right. To, yeah. Try so, to, so, know, so the silver lining in this to me is that you're right, Trent, it, as hard as it is to see Matthew Stafford go. And I think back to, I hate to just be to, to make this whole podcast, just this emotional thing. But, you know, when I think about growing up and, and we've been very fortunate with a lot of the teams in our city of like, you have these guys that are just Detroit guys, like your Nick Lidstrom's, your Hendrick Zetterberg's, your Datsuk's, your Cronwall's on the wings, um, the Tigers. You can look at a guy like JV, even though he's gone, your, your Miggies that was, you know, that's been here forever. Um, even back to the going to work Pistons, like Ben Wallace, Rasheed, like those, those are guys that have embodied the culture of the city of Detroit. Like they have just, they, they played here. They didn't complain. They, they were leaders on and off the field in the community. And Detroit is not an easy place to play. Number one, because of the fan base. Number two, it's not a, like, who are we kidding? It's not, a, it's not Miami. It's not New York. It's not a very desirable market for any stretch of the imagination. So I have this respect for the guys that come here and play and work hard and don't complain because it's They're hard to my, come by. our city. Yeah, it's our city. This is our city that they play for and represent. I think Matthew Stafford was a guy that day in and day out through getting sacked five to 10 times a game to being shit on by the media and all these stupid Lions fans that think that the Lions don't win because of Stafford and everything that he had to endure. He never said a bad word about the organization. And, and he won't either going forward. Right, exactly. They, they he's he's him, a class act. So again, I, I at least have some solace in knowing that it was, it came from Matthew Stafford to be like, Hey, I'm going to let you guys do your thing. Like you need to just let me go. Does that, and, how does that give you solace though? We because, suck, because so, we I would be, so bad. He's like, I can't do this anymore. That's I'm saying, I'm saying I would be so, I would be so angry if it was like Matthew Stafford wanted to stay here and the lions were like, Nope, sorry, we're going to trade you for picks. Cause we're going to move on from you. I, that's, that's what I mean. I'm glad that he was the one that wanted out. Like he was the one that was like, Hey, I like, let's, let's just move on and cut ties. So with that being said, yes, Trent, to, to your point, as I originally started saying, I, I think this is a reset button on the Lions organization because like what again what's your identity now who who is your who is your perennial guy Taylor Decker like who like other than Don Muehlbach like Taylor Decker and it might be your longest tenured Lion like I don't even know like on this team anymore so it is a nice reset button um, and and I guess you you as a fan. I totally understand the sentiment of like, why do you have any reason to believe that this team's going to get it right now? And again, it, the, the thought pains me that this team's gonna, like, it's, it's so ridiculous that I'm saying that it's going to pain me to see the lions be successful without Stafford, but like that, it's just, it's what it is. So if, if we want to go ahead and, and roll into like, you know, moves from here or whatnot, my only hope in this whole situation is that, as you said, Trent, 
you, you kind of saw Stafford's list. I don't know how true it is about his list of what teams he wants to go to. And it's like San Francisco, uh, Indy, the Jets, Chicago, which I would, if they trade him to Chicago, I'll never watch this team play ever again. And then uh, that's, that's a suicidal move. If they do that, yeah. I oh, yeah. like yes. call, call the doctors. I, they're not yes. going to do that. They're yeah. not going to do that. I think but, it's staff yeah. that likes the Midwest. He likes the Midwest city and he'd rather play there sure. than eBay or something. So he just, yeah. Like, if he wants to yeah. go, if he wants to go to San Francisco for the love of God, for all this guy has gone through for your organization, trade the fucking guy to San Francisco, please. And like you said, Trent, you're going to get a first. You, you should. And now we can roll into this conversation. I will get a first. You, should be, you Every- will be getting a first-round yes. pick for this year. And what I, I don't necessarily need to see them package the picks and, like, move up and go panic and go get Justin Fields at three. I don't know what the plan is. I'm going to turn it over to you guys because I got a lot of thoughts on the matter. But I want to hear what you guys think as far as what the return will be for Stafford and what you think the move is going to be to find this next quarterback. Is it going to be a signing? Will they get him through a trade? Is it going to be the draft? What are your thoughts? I think it's going to be – they'll probably get a first and – I think a first and a third at least. And then maybe another player that, like, match the, like, contracts up. I don't – the NFL's, like, cap situation and dead money is super confusing. Like, forever it's like, yo, if we have dead money, we can't sign anyone. People are just, like, doing it now. So, I don't under – I really don't understand the NFL cap. But, like, I don't – I don't love where they're at in the draft if they want to take a quarterback. And I know people keep seeing that Justin Fields is going to drop to seven. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. I, th- I, I, I think it's been a little bit of an overcorrection on Zach Wilson. Like Zach Wilson is a good player, and I think he can play in the NFL in the right scheme. But like Justin Fields is going to be pretty solid in any scheme he's thrown into. He's just that, he's just that type of dude. I'm not going to say he's going to be exceptional or something like that. So I think he'll go over Wilson. But, like – I don't need a panic like let's just draft a quarterback for like if you don't love a guy in this draft don't draft one and, and and then and then you're like just give us Jimmy G back and like we'll take the first and the third and we'll take Jimmy G for a year and maybe suck and then after that we go from there but I I I'm very interested to see what they do because they do have a lot of options they said like a third of the league is calling them I think they say like San Fran well I think a sneaky team that could be a very desirable place that they don't land Deshaun Watson is Miami. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami made a play for Stafford, but I, I think they're, I think he's, they're going to get Watson. So, but I, I would keep an eye out for Miami. I would take Tua. It's like Tua and a first this year for Stafford. Like I would take, I, I think that's a fair trade. Well, a lot Someone, of Lions someone's got to explain with you since, you know, they all wanted Tua last draft. So no, but so like two, two is what not the as problem good. is in Miami. What what is the problem in Miami with two? No I played four games, but no, I'm well, like, why why do they? But want if you could get Deshaun Watson, why wouldn't you? Deshaun yeah, Watson okay, was yeah, like, yeah, 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 sure, yeah. But okay, continue. Sorry, I mean to cut everyone off. But. No, you're not cutting me off. I get what you're saying because they like two are struggled for a little bit and they're like awful. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't yeah. hate that. <laughs> they want to win It's like Jesus. I don't think they would do that for Stafford because that's too short term. Like Deshaun's a long term. Like Deshaun's to be awesome. Then that's like six years. Unless he gets hurt. I think Stafford's like three or four more good years, maybe less. Depends on injuries and stuff. But I just don't want them – like, I, I hope they, like, honor his wishes and stuff like that. But don't, like, he needs to go to San Francisco. So, he's, we're just getting two third-rounders and, like, maybe, like, some random offense. Yes. Like, just, like, 
I would if they trade him to the Bears, I would like shoot myself in the face. But if they get like seven first round picks, maybe I wouldn't like get. You know what I mean? Like if the deal's that good, like take it. Obviously, I'm not gonna like go crazy, but it's interesting. I try. I don't know what you think because I I think they're gonna get a first and at least a third. I think that's the package right now. Well, here we go. Like the pressure's on for Brad Holmes, right? I mean, like yeah. in, in, in a good way. Yeah, I mean, like this move. is your first big move, bro. Like let's roll. Let's go. One pride. He's in. So yeah. like my thing is this, Collins, I think a first is a lock. If if Brad Holmes doesn't get a first, fire him right away because you got a third of the league calling you and everyone's saying they'll give you a first. So you have it there, okay? That rumor has leaked. It's probably true because we know how good Matthew Stafford is and his reputation around the league holds true. He, he's worth a first. Now, I'm going to say something kind of crazy. I think you could get two firsts from two – there are two teams that I think would give you two firsts. That is, San, Fran- that. That is San Francisco and Indianapolis because they're both young teams with very solid coaches. Obviously, Shanahan's a lot better than Frank Reich in my opinion, but those are both two offensively skilled guys. And if you add to that whole equation, both of their divisions are stacked with playoff teams over the last two and three years. So their windows to win are right now. They have exceptional rosters, maybe the top two rosters in the whole league. If you look at it from top to bottom, they just don't have quarterbacks. Phillip Rivers is obviously hanging them up, and you don't really want Jacoby Brissett ruining things over there. And then out west, Jimmy Garoppolo just ain't it. You saw him overthrow for the loss in the Super Bowl, and then he got hurt this season, something Matthew Stafford doesn't do. So those two teams, I think, could get in a bidding war with each other. And granted, those are Matthew Stafford's top two uh, preferred destinations. So, Collins, to your point, uh, grant his wishes for sure, but get the best deal. The good news for the Lions is the best deal I think is probably going to come from one of those two teams. Now, in terms of like where you look after that, I I, I personally want I want uh, what's this? Zach Wilson? Totally forgot his name. Almost said Trey Lance. I want Wilson personally. I don't. I think he'll be Fields there honestly. I just don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks. Like I don't know what the last good professional Ohio State quarterback was, and and Trey Lance just scares me a little bit because. I think he no way, of, no way it would work for the Lions. Well, he just, Maybe he somewhere else, of, just not here. He gets a lot of luster because he came from North Dakota State, which is where Wentz came from. But like, look how that's going. It's not, you know, it, it's just, it's not tip top. The Lions will ruin Trey Lance if they draft him. Well, the guy also played one football game this year too. Like, right? No, I'm just saying, it does, like, he could be really good, and be, people be like, "Oh, why did the Lions pass on this guy?" It would never work here. Do not draft him. Yeah, he's up there on my list. There's two quarterbacks I absolutely 100% for no reason want to take. It's him and Mac Jones. Mac Jones played with literally the most offensively talented college football team ever. So I, I, I don't trust that guy. Plus, he doesn't necessarily seem to be in the greatest physical shape. That's neither here nor there. My thing is this, Collins. You also brought up one other interesting thing that I want to tell our listeners. You could maybe see, and I'll, I'll throw back to you so you can elaborate on this. You told us on the Green and White Report you could maybe see the Denver Denver Broncos maybe getting in the mix and the Lions sent through lock over here on a flyer. I'd puke. I'd puke. I'd puke. I'd puke if they got. Yeah, the but they. I th- if they did that, Rabs, it was like, hey, we'll give you a first rounder, a third rounder, and Drew Lock. They'd it's probably not a still terrible draft hole. the QB too. They'd probably still draft yeah. the QB. I think. Right, I know, I might not you. start him right away. Ah. The one that I'm interested in, too, like with this whole situation, you guys were completely right. You hit the nail on the head. Like, what a star for Brad Holmes because this, like, like next five years are like, right, it's on this decision, basically. And, yeah. and especially if yeah. dad's set on taking a quarterback this year, like, it, it's going to be massive. I, I, I'm, 
the quarterback like situation before the draft, obviously number one is going to be Lawrence, but behind that, it's going to be very interesting. And, and I'm curious to see where Lance goes because people are really high on Trey Lance like to start the year and then he didn't play football. So that they, they kind of got pulled off on him. But looking at this Lions roster, like I, I you need a first round, you need one first rounder and at least another third. It, it, it like need. And Trent, you're right. I think you probably could get two first rounders from Indianapolis or like San Francisco. Do you guys want to say like, they're just that desperate? They're that yeah. right away. Do you guys want to say where you think they're going? Because I think I think he's going to the Colts. I think the Colts are like a match made in heaven. I think he's going to San Fran, but I that's just that's me. I I kind of lean towards the Colts too, and I say that because number one, as you guys said earlier, like it's a it's it's not a huge move. It's a you know Midwest. And also the guy gets to play in a dome still. Like I like Matthew Stafford ain't 24 years old where he can go run around. I mean, granted, California, you're not playing and you're not playing at Lambeau Field, but I, I totally agree with it. I think that the Colts have I think the Colts have the right roster, as Trent was saying, to where you're not really I don't know how much your first round picks over the next year and or two really add much to your roster. Like they, they don't really have much concern. They, I mean, they have Jonathan Taylor. They have some decent weapons for him at the wide receiver position. The offensive line's fantastic. Defensively, they're pretty sound. So I could see that being a fit. I just think that the, the, the thing to watch is, as Collins, you, as you said, is it are, are the 49ers prepared to put something together that includes Jimmy Garoppolo? And you have to imagine too, if Matthew Stafford's going to go into San Francisco, I can imagine Jimmy Garoppolo will then be like, okay, well, I don't have, I don't really care right. to sit here and be a backup again. Well, I so think that he would be sent over. Get rid of me. You, well, there, he would there be could sent be over other, just for like other suitors. For and him you know what? Well, yeah. You know, like the yeah. Lions don't have to take him back. They could take two firsts and like a, a, a sixth or something. Sure. And I, and I, up to that point up. too, I, I'm also totally fine with it because I think outside of obviously, Trevor Lawrence will most likely go number one as much as there is talk now about like, Oh, I don't know. Is it going to be fields that goes next? Or is it going to be uh, Zach Wilson? I don't, I, to me, I just think that Justin Fields is going to be that second quarterback taken. Do I think he will fall to seven? I really don't think so. I really don't think so. And with that being said, even with Trevor Lawrence, like, I don't think that, I don't think that any of these quarterbacks coming into this league outside of Trevor Lawrence, like the, I don't think there's any reason for the lions that they get a guy like Justin Fields, for them to just throw him in the fire. Like, Hey man, here you go. Team's yours. Let's go. I would be totally fine with them bringing Jimmy Garoppolo back over from the Niners. That's your starting quarterback for a year or two, as you're trying to get some pieces together with this team you have Justin Fields sit behind him with Chase Daniel in the room. I don't know what that helps with, but, and then, you know, maybe come year two of this Dan Campbell regime, then you hand the ball over and say like, all right, man, like team's yours. Let's go. I just, I don't think that the lions are in a spot where they like, they desperately need to draft this quarterback and press and like move up to three and make some home run move of like, Oh, we need well, to go get Justin Fields. He's going to start this year. I don't think it has to happen. Here's, here's I don't, like, I completely agree. Ribs. I, I don't, I think it, I think it does have to happen. Ooh, the re the reason hurts. I say that, no, the only reason I say that is because you brought in this regime and their whole thing is like fresh start, whatever. And then if your first move is to boot Stafford to me, it's kind of a big deal to get your next guy as soon as possible. 
And I, and I also think, you know, looking at how deep this draft is in terms of quarterbacks, and you've got three guys in your range, you know, I'm not big on Trey Lance, but you've got three guys in your range there at seven who are more than likely going to be solid. You know, you don't know if they're going to be franchise guys. You don't, but you never know. You never know. Dak Prescott was picked in the fourth round. Tom Brady was picked last overall. Aaron Rodgers, late first. Everyone knows all these stories. It's a shit show. You don't know. You got to pick your guy and move on with it. And for me, it's just having the new regime come in here. They got to establish who that is ASAP. And I think this year with it being a deep quarterback draft, I like Wilson enough to say, yeah, I would move up maybe to five or four to take him and try to get this thing going off the ground. But that also in hindsight could just be me being a little impatient as a Lions fan. I don't know. I, I, I just wouldn't. Like Rab said, I don't want a package too first to go up and get like Fields, like you said, or Wilson. Vice versa. Like, I don't think those. Like Trevor Lawrence, I think it doesn't matter where he goes, he will be fine. Like if you're gonna make that bit of a splash, you have to be dead sure that this guy is gonna be a productive NFL player. And you saw it like bite the Bears in the ass when they went up and got Trubisky. As as my roommate Bears fan was walking up the door, I had to say Trubisky stinks. So I had to mention that on the podcast, but like, I just, you, I just don't think I fields is good. I think he'll be a decent like NFL player, like for sure. But like, if you watch Ohio state this year, when he had pressure on him, he made some horrible decisions. And I know he was awesome against Trevor Lawrence in the sugar bowl, but that's one game. I'm just saying, I, I, I that's one game. And that, and that says a lot of them because I think he outplayed Lawrence the year before too. They just Ohio State just kind of blew that game if you really watch that last year's Fiesta Bowl. So I, I don't know. I, I think Fields is the second quarterback in this class. I don't really get why Wilson's too. I think people are overthinking that and just looking at Kyler Murray and say, like, oh, this could be this guy 2.0. And he's just, I, I just don't see it in the same way. So I don't know. I, I just don't mortgage the future for a quarterback in this draft. I just, I really. Unless you're going to get Lawrence, like I would not give up another first rounder. Like this roster needs a complete overhaul. Like if Micah Parsons is there at seven, take him. Take Micah Parsons and you probably have like a mid first round pick. And then there, maybe you take a wide receiver because it's a really deep wide receiver draft. Hey, Rabs, real quick. This is just my pitch on on Wilson without getting too deep into it because I know we got a lot of time to talk about the draft. I just think he, he didn't have a bad game this season. And, and I know he played all cupcakes, but he throws the ball beautifully. He's mobile. He's a great leader. And to me, that just seems like the easiest thing to kind of transition straight from what you're losing in Matthew Stafford into, the, into this guy. That's just my opinion. Like mentally, I like it. I don't know. I don't trust Fields simply because of the whole Ohio State thing. And yes, Collins, and, and some of the bigger games this season, he wasn't quite up to par, but he has put together a solid two or three year career at Ohio state, whatever it was like, I don't want to get too, you know, uh, apprehensive about him. Like if the lions pick Justin Fields, I'm of course going to be all in on him, but I'm just saying, I, I, I would prefer Wilson at this point, but we have a lot of time to look at that kind of stuff. Yeah. And obviously it's something that we'll, we'll talk about a lot more on the podcast. And, and in that respect, I, you know, I just want to, it's, it's funny, Trent, that you say all that because one of my good friends also hits like his whole thing is he's so stuck on this. Oh, there's no, no Ohio state quarterback succeed in the NFL. Like that's his, that's what he hangs his hat on. And I, I, 
I don't know how much of that you need to consider. And I mean, I, I, again, it's just like the is correlation causation, but um, I would just say to me, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any reason for if the lions were to get another pick in this Stafford deal, when you have so many problems on your roster to where you go, yeah, let's package seven and whatever else we get for Stafford in this round. And we're going to move up to three or two and go take Justin Fields. I, I just don't, I don't think that he has, as Colin said, there's times where he just looks like he is just like so uncomfortable when he gets under pressure. And, and, and I, I think that sure. He's a great athlete and, and I can, my guess is as good as the next guy, as far as will he be good in the NFL? Will he not? I've had my long list of guys that I of quarterbacks that I said would not be good in the NFL. And I was correct. And a long list of guys I said would not be good that I was completely incorrect. So so who knows? And that's where I look at Brad Holmes. And like, as, as we've been saying, this is this guy's time to shine. If he's sitting there at seven, in, in my mind, I'm sitting at seven going, if the quarterback I want is there and I don't think he's going to be available again, or that I won't be able to trade up with my other pick I get for Stafford, then I'll take my quarterback there. And with my other pick, I'll take a wide receiver or, or someone on defense. I love Micah Parsons. I would love to have him. I would love to have Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase as well to help out wherever you bring in a quarterback because you do need some more playmakers on offense, but obviously defense is the priority. So again, I, there's no reason to press on this pick. And I get that it's a, it's a quote unquote deep quarterback draft. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to tell you that I know enough about Trey Lance to where that's my guy. So next year's quarterback class too, isn't like JT Daniels and Sam Howell come out too. Like I, I think there's some decent names in that class as well. Next year's um, projected to be pretty good too, but I just, yeah. I, I just think the way you moved on so quick and you got the new regime, there are so many things to be excited about and it's, it, it just, you have to be all in on Dan Campbell. I think we all are, but sorry, Ravs, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just saying like, no, you're good. to me, that's what it is. That's why I think you got to take one this year in my head and in my, in my stupid fan brain. Yeah. I don't know. It just, again, it's, it's going to be so weird to see someone else that isn't Matthew Stafford under center. And do I necessarily think that this is going to be some year and you guys too, this schedule they have next year is really, really tough. Like they, I don't know where their wins are supposed to come from. And I would hate to see a rookie quarterback coming under center for the lions and just get absolutely destroyed. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be an ongoing conversation. And again, Matthew Stafford hasn't even been traded yet. So to that point, you know, we don't know where he's going to go. We don't know what the return is. I completely agree that you at least need to get a first this year and you probably will and I, I would like to think that you could get another first-round pick for next year as well. I mean, I just don't – he's a good quarterback. He's 32 years old. He's got he's probably got a top-five arm in the league. Like, And there's teams that, that – and we talked too, like the Colts and the, the Niners are two teams that have built their rosters in some way, shape, or form, and now they're going out and actively seeking that last piece being a quarterback – to put them over the edge. So it can be done to the standpoint of we can sit here and rot and, and they might suck for a couple of years, but at least they're going to get some, some draft picks and get some guys in here. And then when they're ready to make the jump, who knows, they can go out and get someone in a trade. I don't know. I don't know. 
the possibilities are endless. The opportunities are endless. And, and again, I know I've said this four or five times, so I want people to understand this for one, you are not going to get anything close to the production you got from Matthew Stafford and whoever's quarterback next season, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's uh, Drew Locke or any of these rookies or, or heaven forbid Cam Newton or something like that. Look, we didn't even talk about this. If the Lions somehow swindle up some deal to get Deshaun Watson, I'll be jumping through the roof, and now we're on the train. Oh, yeah. We're immediately <laughs> what assets do we have to get Deshaun Watson? None, none. But I'm just saying. I'm, That'd I'm be cool, the, though. I'm on the Lions are immediate contenders bandwagon if we get Deshaun Watson. But <clears throat> you just have to be excited. This, this is – we finally closed the book on an inevitably great chapter, whatever – that was Matthew Stafford's time here. And now you're looking forward and you just have to wrap your head around it because you've got all new leadership. And in about two or three years, none of these guys on this current roster, with the exception of Swift, Hogginson, a couple of your old linemen, maybe a couple D backs, will still be here. Dude, I, I just, okay, so what's it called? I just, one scenario before we kind of get out of here. Lions this year draft Micah Parsons and then mid first round. They draft uh, whatever. They draft another position player, maybe a defensive lineman, like mid-first round. It, it, and they just kind of roll the dice with some mid-tier like, quarterback. He starts for – it's just like a one-year flyer thing before they draft an actual quarterback. What do you think the Lions' record is? Because I think they are the worst team in the NFL right now. So so you're saying they don't get their quarterback till next season? I'm saying it like the, – the, I – this team could be borderline unwatchable if they don't pick a quarterback this year. I understand that, even though I don't really want them to, because I, I don't have the strongest beliefs in some of the quarterbacks that are at seven. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're almost unwatchable if they don't have a new quarterback. Like, what are you watching for at that point when they start, like, 0-7, like Rab said, because their schedule is so tough? And they, like, I think they have one of the worst rosters in the league. If you're taking yeah. Stafford off this offense. Yeah, because it's Patricia's freaking roster. It's all Patricia's yeah. guys on defense. And you know what? We'll have to talk about this next week because, yeah, we're running close on time here. I don't think they're paying Kenny Galladay anymore. I don't know what's I, going on. They're going to tag him. They're going to tag him. They're not going to pay him after that, I don't think. Why? Would, why? I just don't understand. He'll be 28 at that point. You've already got your young quarterback. They'll probably draft them a couple of new weapons and work around Cephas and Hawk. I feel like that's the way it's going to go. I, and he's going to get I just don't. They've completely mismanaged this Kenny Galladay thing. Not really. He only plays. They'll tag him, dude. They'll tag him and we'll figure it out. No, I understand that he's been injured and so I'm just like, he's an asset. And if you're going full rebuild, you have to cut compensation for assets. And right now they're in a position where they can just let him walk, basically. I They're going to tag him. They're going to tag him. There's no way they don't tag him. But I'm just saying, it's ridiculous. Well, obviously, there's a lot left to see, a lot more moves to be made. Um, I know this is probably one of our shorter episodes, um, but as we said, places to be, people to see. We wanted to get our Matthew Stafford news and reactions out there. Um, I think it's going to be a short week for us, boys, so I would say ice up, put, get, the, get the heating pad on, stretch out a bit, because we might be coming back in a couple days. We have Pistons to talk about. We have Wings to talk about. Um, I know we did not talk about the new coaching hires for the Lions today, but we will get to that soon. But that is going to be today. That is going to be it for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Valley and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz 
Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the show. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. New episodes every single week, no matter how long it takes us. We'll see you next time.